0: listening to the one of podcast network. One of us needs and appreciates all your support.
1: Hello, this is Bradley Martin from the future. And in the future, the Earth, here we go again, it's trashed. Due to climate change, war, humanity in general, poor legislation, uh, the oceans are full of trash. Thanks, Aquaman. Mankind says, how could it have come to this? So they build space stations between Earth and the moon and humanity is saved for a while. Eventually, those space stations decide civil war, civil war. We're humanity. I mean, we got a war against something. It might as well be each other. Enter the greatest soldier that ever lived. Yung Jung Yi. Or the full metal bitch.
0: I was going to say <laughs> Captain Korea. <laughs> yeah.
1: and She's incredible. She's amazing. She is the hope of one of the space stations in the future. On her final mission, the mission that would have ended the war, she dies. But luckily, the government is able to save this soldier's brain. And with this brain, they're going to build the most intelligent, combat-ready, super-artificial intelligence soldiers of all time. Now, why does that matter? Because one of the team leaders of this project is yeon Hyun. Or, Dr. Yun, the soldier's daughter? Why she's decided to take up this project is what the movie's actually about. Yeah. Yes, this movie has about 15 minutes of exposition, twice, to explain its lore. And then we actually get a really touching sci-fi story about a soldier's sacrifice and the family they leave behind. Regret. Guilt. Guilt. And a little bit of the, uh, you know, I would say a lot, actually, of that sudden, out-of-nowhere, train to Busan heart. This is the Netflix film Jun Yi, written and directed by Sang Ho Yuan, which, as I mentioned earlier, famous for Train to Busan, Peninsula, Seoul Station. You could just say the first one. Yeah, (laughs) Train to Busan is excellent. That is still... This uh, director's masterpiece. But we're going to talk about jung E today and how does that measure up to his body of work. With me today to discuss this sci-fi feature. Someone who will always be sure to make sure his AI is more Asimov and less Bradbury. Luane is with us. Hey, how's it going? Does that track? Did that reference even track? Yeah, it's good enough. <laughs> <laughs> I can Google it. Someone who's called a puppet, but is more alive and human than all of us. Doggett is with us. Ghost in the sh- I mean, uh, uh, machine gun Doggett. <laughs> so the film opens up with a really cool, I think, action sequence. Reminded me more of RoboCop than, say, Edge of Tomorrow, which this film also seems a bit inspired by. Reminded me of Red vs. Blue. <laughs> yeah, Red vs. <versus> Blue. <laughs> They <laughs> got robot troops, robot dogs, a soldier who is alone. That's the uh, legendary soldier, Yoon. And then we find out this isn't real life that we're watching, but a simulation of that final battle. And by redoing this simulation over and over again, perhaps they can create the perfect combat ready AI. Now, as Sean Connery said from The Rock, you must never hesitate. There is a bit of hesitation in the simulation by this AI creation. But why is it hesitating? That therein lies the mystery, and therein lies the future. Why am I crying at this cheesy sci-fi movie? But Luay and Doggett, how did you guys feel about this war film, jung E? I I think I use this phrase too much,
2: but I'm going to use it again. Uh, it's very anime. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yep. I agree the uh the the science is kind of interesting too um one of the things that you didn't mention because you had a lot to talk about was when captain korea goes on her mission her ch- her her daughter is still a child and now she's like an adult in like her 40s so it's taken them decades to get to where they've they've been able to duplicate her brain and they literally are programming the neural pathways of the brain just like human beings sort of develop the, the pathways in their brain where they make connections between stuff. So the science is interesting, at least in a sci-fi way, and I, I guess realistic. Um, the There are some elements of it which I'm not going to get too deeply into because it might be spoilery, but there's some elements of it that as a parent, I had figured out fairly early in this. Like when they're talking about the yellow pathways and, and that sort of stuff, I'm like, Oh, I know what that is. And I know why that's different. Um, but I, yeah, I was expecting a lot more robot combat than this movie actually featured. <laughs>
1: Now, the robot combat, believe it or not, really heavy in the CG, but the CG isn't... It's its Korean CG, which makes it different. What makes it look like, oh, this is stop motion, and then you watch it long enough and you go, oh, it's not stop motion, it's just not caught up to a Hollywood blockbuster. I didn't think it looked terrible, and the style in which it is shot is very fun, like a video game, or as you pointed out... I mean, it looks, looks it as good movie. as The Mandalorian. I would say no on that. Actually, that's.
0: <laughs> I, I will say that it is better than a lot of Korean uh, FX that I've seen in other like horror and sci-fi flicks. It, yeah, I'd agree with that. It does the job. Like, I mean, exactly. There's yeah. no point where you're like, okay, come on. Well, it's although the 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 rollerblading robot near the in the that shows up near the end of the flashback with the battery in its ass. That was kind of a. Weird design, but...
1: Yeah. You have to shoot the battery. Where is it? The ass. Like, oh, Okay. It's in the rear of the
0: unit. Which, yeah. because it's crouched <laughs> like a dog, means it's basically right in its ass.
2: Speaking yeah. of ass, there is a scene in this movie that involves a thong uh-huh. that made me realize, that's what else this is reminding me of. This is There's uh-huh. a little bit of Evangelion spread on this. It's like, oh, how franchising is kind of shitty and fucked up.
0: <laughs> I, I was actually when that sort of reveal <laughs> happened i'm like you know i'm kind of surprised it took that long to develop that
1: yeah same i mean they foreshadow it early sure. the chairman of the board who has some secrets of his own well secrets from some of the employees and other ones get to have that type of no, you know knowledge about what's really going on here let's just say that uh his secrets rhyme with messed moraled
2: it's it it makes you wonder what's more insulting that or like the action figure and it's like oh, either way I'm being controlled against my will.
0: Well, yeah. With the, see, and that's another element that was interesting when they get into it and they talk about the 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 different the type A, B, and C, um, like brain downloads and what that entails. Like if you can afford it, you get to maintain your identity as an actual individual who still has rights. And then you get down to the C scale and you're basically a commodity. And it's a little spoilery, but Captain Korea is a C unit. So commoditized, like you wouldn't believe like the, well, you would, because if you're familiar with American capitalism, they're gonna make action figures and everything and all the different Oh designs. my but god! Like...
2: This is the darkest timeline. They're gonna make a thick Amelia Earhart.
1: <laughs> For me, on on those type of reveals and that kind of conversation about what makes a war hero a war hero, thick cake, but yeah, you see American Sniper. No, no, edit. Brad, edit that. Out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, Brad, don't.
1: Let's just say the next time I play Mass Effect Two, I will not be whoring my voice out to "I'm Commander Shepard and this is my favorite store all over the Citadel." Because this uh, this movie gave me a lot to think about regarding that. So you you're finally
2: ready to accept that AI could become more than just our servants, Brad. That they could be
1: our equals. <laughs> I mean, it's such a laughable idea, but... Kill him first. Him first. Don't leave. (laughs) (laughs) I say thank you to Suri. I'm not a monster. (laughs) So we do have, before we get into final thoughts here, we do have a wild card in the cast. What would you say his job is? He's how, like the CO, but like the CO that's representing the actual CO. What's that Tim Cook? Job called the tin cook is that what you said Um, i'm
2: making an apple joke i don't know brad (laughs) i went to an american (laughs) public school i don't know these terms
0: he's like a project director maybe i don't know he's he's like the public face of the program um meanwhile captain korea's daughter is the one doing the actual work
1: right dr Yoon is the one doing all the work there's this man named kim sang-hoon who is pretty much the right-hand man of the chairman uh Kim Sang-hoon played by Ryu Kyung-soo incredibly charismatic salesman but everyone kind of looks at him like he's a clown and I always thought that was kind of interesting in American films they're like yes this is the guy we want wolf of wall street guy we love you but every military guy and chairman in this film looks at uh Kim Sang-hoon this charismatic P.T. Barnum type salesman and they kind of snicker at him like what do you what is this clown on about how did you guys feel about that and wh- what's the theme here to make the marketing guy and the PR guy and the we need this AI combat to change the world guy into kind of a circus they're flim flam men yeah yeah
0: <laughs> I mean I think when you called him a Barnum earlier that that probably is the job right like it's yeah yeah you know, because they've they've been at this project for quite a while, clearly, and he's the one who keeps doing the little presentations. Like, no, really, this is totally worth it. Watch, check this out. Yeah, um, but he's also the first one who's willing to like shoot one of the prototypes to see if that changes how anything works.
1: Yeah, he's certainly passionate about the actual job. I wouldn't say he's a con through and through because he actually wants to accomplish what the scientists are also trying to accomplish, and make his chairman proud, which is also, you know, it kind of had hints of uh, oh, he Smithers anti-capitalism there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's like, I just want to make my chairman proud. He's a genius. His dream should live on forever, and he says these words with conviction. Maybe not all his sales pitches have that type of uh, conviction behind them, but the love of his chairman is unconditional. And there's a twist there which is kinda neat, but kinda are we doing this again? I mean, Brad, really I'll 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 go ahead and talk about the twist. There's that scene
2: where he's like he's in his bed sleeping and the window is open and the spectre of the chairman flies in hovering over him in a dreamlike <laughs> fashion. And he reaches towards him but just can't he just can't get to him, Brad.
1: <laughs> they might have been the simpsons okay I, I,
2: it's one of those two
1: <laughs> well i did want to talk about the tech in this you mentioned earlier the robot dogs what did you guys think of this gears of war except lacking a chains you know chainsaw type of Machine guns they had. It seemed to be full, you know, full magazines of endless ammo with the grappling hook. I I don't know why. Cable gun, which is a nice touch. Cable gun, very fun. And combat ready, uh, incredibly light. She was doing showtime kicks all over the place with this thing on her back. A showtime kick is when you kick off the wall and do a roundhouse or a, you know, head kick to someone. Those were happening left and right. And I wanted to say it was about to get tedious, but then she did it a fourth time, and I said, okay, I'm back on board. That's a really cool way to kick someone in the head. I mean, if it works. Yeah, (laughs) why Why stop what's working? How'd you feel about the action scenes, then, before we get into final thoughts?
2: They reminded me a little bit of iRobot, but more aerodynamic. And how do I put this? The, um, The impact wasn't there as much, But aesthetically, how I was looking at it, I was still entertained. Like I said, it's like watching a live-action anime. Uh, And on that level, the action passes for me. Very good.
1: All right. Now, we did get a sequence where, to set up the simulation, they pretty much have this AI in a robot brain, in a robot body, I'm sure I'm messing up these robot terms. Just on a big platform a la Rick and Morty where everything moves, the ground moves underneath like a treadmill and the world is created around it as it moves around. Are we any steps closer to that actually being a form of entertainment to be sold to people like me who think they, they can play war safely in a video game experience?
2: I mean, Civilization X would probably be pretty good. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So let's carry that then into our final thoughts. Luane, how'd you feel about jung
0: Uh, It's fine. Um, it looks good. It sounds good. The action when we get it is good. Um, I didn't expect it to have... I should have because trying to on, but um, I didn't expect it to have the heart that it did. And it got a little dusty in the room where I was watching it for a while. Um, there are some elements I don't want to get into because I don't want to spoil any of the sort of surprises for some of the people. Um, but if you're a parent watching this, you're going to figure out a lot of stuff a lot faster um, because you're going to recognize what it is. Um, and there was a uh, one element where Dr. Yoon was concerned about sacrifice, right? Like whether or not someone would have really been willing to make the sacrifice that they did. And I thought, well, yes, the only reason you're concerned about that is because you're the child. If you're the parent, you'd know what the answer is. Um, and she gets to make that decision at another point too, which I think is a nice sort of counterbalance in the story. Um, this is good, and it's it's actually it's better than Netflix good because a lot of stuff on Netflix is always sort of missing something. Um, this is this is eh, three and a half out of 5 uh, cable guns on your gigantic automatic laser machine gun thing.
1: Excellent. Dog it. I
0: I thought it was an
2: I thought it was an okay film. I can't say I was bored, but I was I'm not going to say everybody should drop what they're doing and and turn to this immediately if you like sci-fi, watch it. If you liked um how do I put this? smaller scale sci-fi, like stuff like maybe District 9 or even Moon, where it's not the stakes aren't the end of the world. The stakes are... Maybe you don't want your mom to be turned into an action figure. And, and on that level, I, I was entertained. And I was like, okay, I would like to know what happens at the end. And it's not speaking that highly of the movie, but I think it's... I think it has an audience, and they should seek it out. So I'm going to give this six and a half out of ten uh, moments I said, God damn, she's thick in that one scene.
0: <laughs>
1: oh, boy. Don't tell me you didn't think the same thing, See, Brad. No, I don't have to tell you what I think.
0: <laughs> I think I just thought, damn. Yeah.
2: Yes. It was actually uh, it's actually a reference to Alien, uh the 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 la- one of the last moments of
1: that movie. So for me, I love sci-fi, but this type of sci-fi is a little frustrating because sci-fi It's about big ideas that you modernize and show to an audience through the future and through really cool action sequence and through the idea of maybe humanity could be like this someday or it's like this now. But there's like 50 big ideas in here and the film itself even knows it doesn't have any time for all of them to really flesh anything out. As far as the story between Dr. Yoon and her mother, Captain Corrigo, brilliant. I loved that. This was an absolutely incredible performance by uh, Kang Soo Yeon, and uh, God rest her soul, rest in peace, of course. She did pass away, and this film was dedicated to her, is my understanding. sucks, because her performance, brilliant. I would say watch it for that. But if you really want to see a masterpiece from this director, this could be your gateway to it. And that's Train to Busan. Everyone I know who's like, no, I don't read subtitles. No, I don't watch foreign films. They, you know, sing its praises. Lots to think about, but then the movie's not interested about exploring them because it's strapped for time. Not a big fan of the shot-for-shot iRobot Will Smith movie towards the end of that third act. That was odd. But, you know, maybe he was a fan. Big takedown again for commercialism and privatizing identities for marketing, which I hate. Like, I hate the idea that companies can literally own an identity and sell it. You know who I'm talking about, NCAA. So I'm going to give this, let's go 7 out of 10 Robot Dogs with Butt Batteries. For a second, I really thought you meant one of us like we were
2: going to discover like a Doggett action figure, a uh, Luanne action figure, a Bradley action figure. But you got to buy every kid separately.
1: <laughs> I'd be so mad, <laughs> but I would own one. I'd oh, be yeah. like, "How could you do this to us, Chris?" But can I get a couple of those Brad action figures?
0: <laughs> I dude, I just I just want a Doggett puppet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.